The following message comes to you from the pulpit of Zion Primitive Baptist Church in Zion, Alabama. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com. Appreciate that prayer. Uh, I like how uh, Brother Chris said that we have a lot of good preaching gifts here, but I want to get Brother John Morgan. Uh, and, and to be honest with you, he, got, he nailed it. He got that bit right. Uh, uh, and, and, and to be honest with you, I, I really um, I don't feel worthy uh, to, to be amongst such a people, uh, to be here to, to worship the Lord. And, and uh, it seems like when, when the Lord is, is preparing me to, to stand before His people, I'm, I'm really reminded of that. Uh, walking in the doors here this afternoon, um, I really didn't, didn't feel like I was worthy to even sit in the pews with you. Um, so I ask that you pray for me, uh, that the Lord will, will help me with this. Uh, turn with me over to Luke chapter 16. And I want to talk to you about something that will probably be the most important thing that we will do uh, in our life uh, and, and something that we are asked to do uh, continuously. Uh, I want to talk to you about pressing into the kingdom. Luke chapter 16, and I'll, I'll begin reading in verse 13. Jesus says, No servant can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon, or riches. And the Pharisees also who were covetous heard all these things, and they derided him. And he said unto them, Ye are they which justify yourselves before men, but God knoweth your hearts. For that which is highly esteemed among men is abomination in the sight of God. The law and the prophets were until John. Since that time, the kingdom of God is preached, and every man presseth into it. Now, this is a, a curious statement that he makes here. He says that every man now, at this point, every man presses into the kingdom. Right. And it's interesting that he doesn't, he doesn't say every man falls into the kingdom right. uh, by, by some type of happenstance or, right. or, or some, something comfortable. You know, we talk about falling into love. Yeah. Uh, as if it's if it's accidental for something, and, and in a way it sort of is, you know. Uh, but there's but there's something more when he says press into, it. and he right. says husbands love your wives. Right. Uh, it takes on an, another level. Amen. It's not just something uh, easy. Uh, it's something that you make yourself do. Right. Right. Um, and so he says here, every man presses uh, presseth into the kingdom. And I just want to talk to you uh, for a few minutes tonight about what that means, what it looks like, uh, things we ought to be doing. Uh, turn to me to Psalm 37. This is, this is as good a verse as any to talk about our walk. Psalm 37 and verse 5. Psalm 37 and verse 5 says, Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. Uh, we know that, that proverb, I can't remember the address, but it says, Commit thy works unto the Lord, and thy thoughts shall be established. Uh, this says, Commit thy way. The, the, same, the same word for commit, the same Hebrew word there, uh, means uh, to roll, as it, as it were, a stone. Uh, so like to, to roll a giant stone out of the way. Uh, so this isn't just something that you know, nowadays we're so used to, to not really having to commit to things. Right. You know, you've got your your 60-day money-back yeah. guarantee, or you, you can you can sign up for something and, and get out of it just as fast. Right. Uh, but this is something that you commit to. It's right. a labor. Amen. 
Um, when you when you start rolling a big stone, you've got to be all in. Yeah. You've got to commit, or it might roll back on top of you. Right, right. right. Yeah. Uh, this is something that we have to, to labor at, Amen. and that's why he uses the word presseth, and, and not just walk into the kingdom or fall into the kingdom right. or trip into the kingdom. Amen. It's something that has to be delivered. Uh, in the book of Luke, chapter nine, Luke chapter nine and verse twenty-three is a is a very convicting verse to me. As Jesus says to them all, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Amen. And, and a cross is something, obviously, it's heavy. Right. Uh, it's, it's actually an instrument of torture. Um, which is, we don't like to think about that. Uh, the kingdom, listen, when you, when you press into the kingdom, you will be persecuted more than people who don't. Amen. Yeah. It's going to happen. Right, right. Uh, you can live a, a very a very comfortable life if you just avoid conflict. That's right. You can you can take the the path of least resistance mm-hmm. and just sort of hang around, but you will not be fulfilled in that. Right. You you will Amen. may be able to to skirt around some persecutions and some suffering in your life, but let me tell you, I, I would rather suffer with the people of God. Amen. Amen. I would rather suffer with Amen. the people of God. Uh, that to experience the pleasures of sin for a season. Right. Uh, there, there is suffering that will come to you when you press into the kingdom. That's why he says, take up your cross. Yeah. Take up that thing, that, that instrument of torture, That's right. and carry it every day. Amen. Um, and and we, can't, we can't say that, that just because you press into the kingdom and just because you're persecuted that you're going to have a miserable life. That's right. Because it is... Is an amazing thing Amen. that it's actually it doesn't work that way. That's right. um, we will suffer persecution, uh, but yet we will be joyous about Amen. it. Amen. Um, I, I can't think of a better example than Paul himself, uh, who suffered more persecution than than I hope any of us will ever see. Uh, he was he was beaten, imprisoned, uh, shipwrecked, uh, thrown. I mean, he, he was in prison singing praises to God. How do you do that? That's that is the that is a joy that you can only find in the presence of God. Amen. That's what pressing into the kingdom will give you. That's right. Uh, whereas there were some some other folks that 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 Paul calls out that left the kingdom, and they I'm sure they were they were never martyred. Uh, but yet they were not able to sing praises to God and to feel His presence. So take up your cross daily. This isn't just something that we that you, you join the church and you've made it. Congratulations! Now you can now you can quit trying. Right. No way. Uh, no way. When you when you press into the kingdom, it's something that we have to do daily. And that's and and listen, I'm not I'm not preaching or calling anybody out. Uh, I, to be honest with you, this is something that I need. Amen. Uh, I forget I forget that I have to do this daily. I I go from from seasons. I go in and out. Yeah. There there are some times when when my spiritual walk is just dry as a desert. Mm-hmm. You know why? It's because when I hit that mountaintop, I said, I've made it. I can coast. <laughs> yeah. You know, I feel the Lord right now. I feel it. And then, yeah. and then I don't have to keep pressing anymore. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. You know, almost mm-hmm. as if I've, I've reached the ceiling now and I can't mm-hmm. go any further. Right. And so I stop trying. And know, what happens? I crash and I, have, I experience a spiritual desert for a while. We have to daily take up our cross, yeah. daily uh, suffer if, it, if that's what it, what it takes. I think uh, 
looking at myself, the, the parable of the sower is, is a good, is a good uh, thing to have in your tool belt, so to speak. Matthew 13. Amen. Uh, Brother Buddy uh, mentioned it this morning, but I, I'd like to read it to you. It's pretty short. Matthew 13, uh, and beginning in verse 1, says, The same day went Jesus out of the house and sat by the seaside, and great multitudes were gathered together unto him, so that he went into a ship and sat, and the whole multitude stood on the shore, and he spake many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow. And when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside, and the fowls came and devoured them up. Some fell upon stony places where they had not much earth, and forthwith they sprung up because they had no deepness of earth. And when the sun was up, they were scorched, and because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprung up and choked them. But other fell into good ground and brought forth fruit, some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, and some thirtyfold. Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. Now, I and many of you may have may have believed this uh, that I, I used to think that this meant that these were different people. Mm-hmm. You, you were born in these categories of people uh, that he was referring to here, uh, and that if you were just if you were just the stony ground people, you weren't you know you weren't a child of God because it didn't work. You know, you're the wayside. You know, it didn't work. Um, but that's not that's not the truth. It Amen. never says that in here. Right. It never mentions that at all. That's right. uh, and if you pay attention to yourself, how how many times can you honestly say that you're the good ground here? Right. Um, I, I maybe maybe like point one percent of my life maybe. <laughs> yeah. uh, and so I'm thinking, you know, either I'm just not a child of God, yeah. if that's what this passage is saying, mm. or else I'm not reading this right. Amen. Right. That's right. Uh, the truth is that this is just this is just different way in which your heart receives it. Amen. Right. Uh, and there there are times uh, in my life that I allow the 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 thorns of this life to come up, and I get focused on all the different distractions that I have. Yeah. Uh, and that chokes out that that word of God that I'm that I'm hearing that I'm reading. Uh, and and it it makes it so that I remain in that desert. That's right. And why is that? That's because I'm not pressing hard enough. Yeah. I'm not I'm not getting all these things out of the way. You can you can ask a farmer. They don't just uh, they don't just take the land as it is yeah. and plant. That's right. That's not how it works. They work that land. Amen. They take that bad land as as much as they can, and they get the thorns out of it. Right. They work it daily weeding that garden weeding that field whatever it is they get those those thorns those other weeds out of there they spray whatever the case whatever you do you have to work at it and then if you have stones what do you do you break those stones up you get them out of there you get them out of that field uh the point is you're not stuck in a category child of god right you 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 work at it you work at it that's what that's what we do and I think it's good to know what your what your tendency is here, uh, so you know where where to to shore up a little bit. I I know personally that I'm a I'm a thorny ground here most of the time. Yeah. Uh, and so I know that there might be some thorns that come up that I need to remove. Yeah. There might be distractions that keep coming back yeah. over and over again uh, that I need to get rid of. Mm. There there are lots of things that we can do that are good things. Yeah. yeah. Lots of we can, you can work yourself to death. Yeah. On things that are that that on the, on the surface look glorifying to God, right. but if they get in the way of you worshiping the Lord, Amen. if you pressing into the kingdom, you've got to clear them out of the way. Yes. Yeah. Right. 
or that or, or that ground that you have, your heart, is never going to be good ground. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got some examples of what it looks like to press into the kingdom and what it looks like to not press into the kingdom. I, I love how God doesn't just tell us what to do. He He often shows us an illustration Amen. through a through a real event that happened. Yeah. I look at uh, Zacchaeus. This was, this was a man, uh, a tax collector. Uh, no doubt the Pharisees, when they saw Jesus go into this man's house, uh, they, they were perplexed at why Jesus would, would hang around such a sinner. But yet, Zacchaeus, he sought to see Jesus. He wanted to see Jesus. Amen. This, is, this is, spoiler alert, this is ultimately what pressing into the kingdom is. Yeah, right. This Amen. is the heart of it. Yeah. Amen. It's not just it's not just pressing to become a member so that we can all hang out together. Right. Yeah. It it is it is pressing to see Jesus Amen. himself. Right. And that's what Zacchaeus did. He said there was there was too there was too many people he could not see Jesus because of the press. Right. And so what did he do? He 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 did whatever it took to see Jesus. Amen. And he did not take he, he did not um Take his physical infirmity of being a short person. Right. We we all have physical infirmities. We have things that get in our way. Yep. But he did not take that as an excuse. Right. Uh, we all have sins that beset us that we may be prone to. We all have things that uh, sicknesses and, and things that get in our way. Yeah. But but listen, Zacchaeus he could not have seen Jesus if he had just set back on that excuse. Right. But what did he do? A grown man here, uh, an official. He climbs a tree. He did whatever it took. He didn't mind looking silly to seek out Jesus. Listen, if they brand us as a cult, or if if they if they begin to to mock us uh, on on social media or through the news or whatever the case may be, and and it and it looks silly for us uh, to come here and worship the Lord, then that's just what it's going to have to take. That's that's, we're going to have to overcome some things, but be of good cheer. Because Christ has overcome this world. Right. Uh, so Zacchaeus is a good example of what it looks like to press into the kingdom. And what was his reward for that? He saw Jesus. Yeah, he got what he wanted. He saw Jesus. Jesus came to him uh, and, and, and told him by name, I'm coming to your house. Yeah, yeah. That's what pressing into the kingdom does. Yes. That's, the, that's the result of when you, uh, you join the church, when you come to Jesus, uh, when you press into the kingdom, you will sup with Jesus. Amen. Now I, we have not seen Him in the flesh, and we have, and I, I long for that day. Amen. Yeah. And we have not held Him yet. Yeah. Right. But I tell you, child of God, there are times mm. when I see Him through the lattice, Amen. and I see Him here, yes. and I feel Him. Amen. And 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 I'm so uh, so thankful that. That he has blessed us to, to want to press and want to see him. Yeah. But if you ever stop, you will not see him. Right. And like Brother Buddy said this morning, who who changed? Who, whose position changed? It was us. Draw nigh to him and he will draw nigh to us. I have a I have a negative example of what it looks like to not press into the kingdom. We we all know uh, the story of Lot. Now Lot was there with Abraham. Uh, they were they were together, their herdsmen were together. And I believe that at this time, Abraham was, was probably the, the physical manifestation of the kingdom of God, uh, it, it appears. Uh, he had 
He had many people. He was a servant of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, God came and talked with him. And Lot decided that he would, he would be better off if he, if he went down to the plains and, and left that. And, and the Bible tells us, uh, if the Bible didn't tell me, I, I wouldn't have much evidence to say that he was a child of God, but the yeah. Bible tells us he was. Yeah, I, yeah, no question. So we say, well, what, well, what then? You know, what, what's he doing this for? You know, a lot of people think that you've got to persevere or, or you never were a child of God. Mm-hmm. Well, well, the Bible says that, that Lot was. Right. So then we have to use his, his case, his, his, his life as an example to us, yeah. as a warning to us. Yeah. You can do this, child yeah, of God. That's right. right. And, and, and be in heaven someday. Yeah. But you can make shipwreck of your life. Amen. That's right. And, and listen, he experienced, he experienced trials too. He experienced yeah. suffering too. Everybody will experience suffering, but, but you will experience persecution uh, in the kingdom. But everybody, nobody is exempt from suffering. Right. right. Uh, but when suffering came, Abraham had, uh, he walked with God. So he had right. that comfort. That's right. But yet Lot, he had, he had estranged himself <laughs> from that. And he, had, yeah. he had no comfort. And so what was, what was the result of, of Lot not pressing into the kingdom? At the end of his life, he was he was left in a cave with with his daughters yep. and his wife was gone. Yep. All he had was his daughters and his daughters were, were committing terrible acts with him. Right. This is this is a, a case um, where his witness is completely destroyed. Yep. And this can happen to us. Amen. And that's why that's why it is so uh, convicting uh, and it doesn't make me very comfortable to read this mm-hmm. because I realize I can do this. And, and and the second that we think that we can't go down that road, that's when we're in danger. You need to always be be monitoring yourself uh, and making sure that the devil is not finding a a way into this place. Uh, and you know, you you know that this place is on his radar. Yeah, yeah. And he he wants to he wants to discourage. He knows that he can't have you uh, for eternity. Yeah. Uh, his his war is not for your soul. Right. It it is to ruin your testimony. Right. So be careful. We, we all need to be careful. Press into the kingdom, and that will that will solve that problem. Turn with me over to Luke, chapter twelve. I'll begin reading in verse twenty-two. And he said unto his disciples, Therefore I say unto you, Take no thought for your life, what you shall eat, neither for the body what you shall put on. The life is more than meat, and the body is more than raiment. Consider the ravens, for they neither sow nor reap, which neither have storehouse nor barn, and God feedeth them. How much more are ye better than the fowls? And which of you with taking thought can add to his stature one cubit? If ye then be not able uh, to do that thing which is least, why take ye thought for the rest? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They toil not, they spin not, and yet I say unto you that Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these." If then God so clothe the grass which is today in the field and tomorrow is cast into the oven, how much more will He clothe you, O ye of little faith? And seek not ye what ye shall eat or what ye shall drink, neither be ye of doubtful mind, for all these things do the nations of the world seek after. And your Father knoweth that ye have need of these things. But rather seek ye the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. So he says here, seek the kingdom. 
We, we have lots of, of cares and, and worries in this life. Yeah. And, it, and it's, almost, it's almost pointless to preach on it because I keep forgetting it over and over and over again. Uh, I, 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 can, I can worry about anything. I can, I can worry in a heartbeat yeah. over something new. But he says, if you seek the kingdom, I, I'm not at all worried about whatever. I don't, tomorrow, tomorrow will come. I'm not worried about it. Right now, when I'm in the kingdom... This is all that matters. <clears throat> Seek the kingdom first. That's what it says. And it says, Fear not, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure. He wants us here. He Amen. wants us to do this. Yeah. But here's the catch. In verse 33, it's not all comfortable. Mm-hmm. It says, Sell that you have and give alms. Provide yourselves bags which wax not old, a treasure in the heavens that faileth not, where no thief approacheth, neither moth corrupteth. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. He says, he says for us to sell what we have. Now, now I don't think that this means that we, that we have to, to sell everything and create a commune right. society. Amen. Uh, many, many of the, the New Testament uh, children of God did that. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm sure they were very blessed in what they did. Sure. Uh, but I, I don't think that's what it's saying here. I think it's what it's asking us to do is to sell out. Amen. Is to, to be all in. Amen. If that's what it takes, if it takes me uh, selling everything that I have literally, then, then that's what I need to do. Right. Uh, but I don't think that the Lord is asking us to do that. Right. Uh, he may. If He does, let's do it. Uh, but I don't think that's what He's asking us. I think what He's asking us is, is to, to count all of those things as nothing. Yeah. Right. That's right. Uh, to count all those things and, and to be okay if we have to sell them all. Yeah. Amen. Um, but even more than that, to sell out, to be all in for the kingdom of God. It says, for where your treasure is, uh, there your heart will be also. Lay up treasure in heaven. That's what he says. And, and I don't want us to be confused. When we get to heaven, there's not going to be piles of treasure there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we're not going to be right. comparing whose who's pile of treasure is bigger, whose right. mansion's bigger. Amen. All of this, that's just our materialistic way of thinking. Right. What's really, what, what the Word of God tells us uh, in Revelation, it says that, that He is the light. Amen. That Jesus is the light of heaven. Amen. Uh, he is the treasure of heaven. Yes. Uh, he is our treasure waiting for us in heaven. Amen. And so He says, why not? Why not seek that treasure? Amen. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that treasure is something that can't be taken away from you. You may lose your mind. You may lose all physical abilities. You may lose everything that you have. But you can't have Jesus taken away from you. Right. Uh, he died on the cross uh, to create that relationship with you, to buy you. Mm-hmm. That can't be taken away. Right. The, the gifts and the calling of God are without repentance. Amen. He's not going to take that back. That's right. Uh, he is our treasure. And, and, and something that, that's precious to me uh, it says that, that the Lord is my portion. And then he says, Jacob is the portion of his inheritance. Jacob is his people. I think yes. it's Israel. It's, it's us. Yes. Uh, we are his treasure in heaven. Amen. Uh, and I praise God that he's my treasure. But why? Amen. Why am I his treasure? Amen. So then, so then let, us, let us set that as our treasure. And he says in verse 35, let your loins be girded about and your lights burning. It says, be ready. Yeah. Let's be ready, almost as if uh, to do battle. Yeah. And in verse 36, he says, And ye yourselves likened to men that wait for their Lord when he will return from the wedding, 
And when he cometh and knocketh, they may open unto him immediately. We ought to be waiting for his return. Yes. Waiting uh, so expectantly that we're we're expecting that trumpet. We're expecting him to to knock on this door right now. Amen. And when he knocks, we need to be ready to open that door. And he says in verse 37, one one of the most glorious passages in all the Bible. Mm. It says, Blessed are those servants whom the Lord, when he cometh, shall find watching. Now keep in mind, this is, this is not just the, the conception of God that you have in your mind sometimes. I, 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 I'm so guilty of this. When I, I, I pray to God and I get so used to praying to God that He just becomes this little, this little um, almost like an imaginary friend. You know what I mean? Like He's just some little uh, person. I know that's weird, but but the, but, but the point is is that we, we talk to God as if He's just our friend, and He is. Yeah, he says He is. is. That's right. Yes. But but keep in mind, this is the God of the universe. Amen. His His words created this. That's right. Amen. Out of nothing, and He says, "Verily I say unto you, that He shall gird Himself." And make them to sit down to meet him will come forth and serve them. Amen. Lord. Child of God. Although this this great mighty God of the universe, uh, who who could zap us all and, and kill us all and right. dissolve this whole universe away, yet he has a special relationship with his people. Amen. So much so that he says that that to those who are pressing into his kingdom, to those that are looking for him, he will come and be their servant. Right. And he, and he proved it. We don't have to say, oh yeah. He proved it on the tree. He proved it on that cross. Right. We know that He is willing to come down and to do whatever it takes to have us there. And what, and what is so glorious about it is that, that that saves us for eternity. But what He asks us to do is just to, is just to press back, to hold His hand back. Amen. And the glorious glorious thought that our God is there to serve us. Mm-hmm. And, and you feel it. I felt it. Mm-hmm. With, my, with my meager infirmities, I have felt Him serve me. Right. And, and to come and to comfort me in those dark nights. Um, I'd like to talk to you for just a second about uh, treasures uh, that, that can't be taken away from you. Uh, if you'll, if you'll turn with me over to 1 Peter, 1 Peter in chapter 3, Brother Buddy talked about this also. I tried to preach on this recently, on, on what, a, what a godly woman looks like and what a godly woman should do. Uh, 1 Peter 3, uh, verse 1, says, Likewise, you wives, be in subjection to your own husbands, that if any obey not the word, they also may without the word be won by the conversation of the wives, while they behold your chaste conversation coupled with fear, Whose adorning let it not be that outward adorning of plating the hair and of wearing of gold or of putting on of apparel, but let it be that the hidden man of the heart and that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. For after this manner in the old time, the holy women also who trusted in God adorned themselves, being in subjection unto their own husbands. And I, I tried to talk uh, last time I, I uh, preached that about godly women uh, and, and you sisters, uh, I, tried to, I tried to point out the fact that we're that brothers and sisters were different uh, and that uh, you sisters, uh, you, you long and crave for beauty in a little different way, I believe. 
Uh, and that's why I, I'm, that's why I think that uh, when when you were to give me a bouquet of flowers or uh, it, it doesn't really mean that much to me. I would thank you for it, uh, but it's not gonna it's not gonna be that special to me. Uh, and I have no desire uh, to make myself more uh, appealing than than this right here. Uh, this is this is this is about as much work as I want to do. Uh, and and this this took just you know. 10, 15 minutes. Uh, some, some may take less, some may take more, you know. Um, but you sisters, you, you labor in that. You, you labor in that to, to make yourself beautiful and you crave that beauty. Um, and, and here he says here, let, let your adorning, he doesn't, he doesn't say quit trying, but he just says let your adorning be of the inward man. That's a, that's a beauty that can't be taken away from you. And, and what are you to be striving for? What is adorning that inward man? You know what that is? That's seeking Jesus. That's what it is because He is the source of all beauty. Um, he uh, spoke this world into being. That's what it says. And so Him being the Maker is obviously more beautiful than His creation. He is the source, the epicenter of all the beauty. Uh, seek Him out and that will not be taken away from you. And for you brothers, uh, turn with me over to Titus chapter 2. Titus chapter 2 and verse 1. <laughs> He says, but speak thou the things which become sound doctrine, that the aged men be sober, grave, temperate, sound in faith and charity and patience. It's not, it's not about how, how uh, many pounds you can lift or how, how fast you can run or, or how well you can fix your water, a hot water heater. It's not about, it's not about these outward things. It's not, it's not about whether you're a, a veteran or not. And, it's not about all these things that, that, we, that people want to say is what being a man is all about. Yeah. It's not about you know, not being a good listener. It's not about any of those things. Yeah. Uh, this, is what, this is what being a man is about. Yeah. It says uh, to be sober, to mm. be grave and temperate, sound in faith and charity and patience. Did you know, uh, you brothers, just, just because you, you may not be called to preach doesn't mean that you're not supposed to be sound in the faith. Amen. This is... This is a qualification for every man. Yeah. You ought to you ought to know what you believe, Amen. and 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 that's convicting sometimes because I'm I'm not all the time settled in what I believe. Right. But we need to study the word, seek it out. You need to be able to uh, to stand on that, and that's that's what a, a true man is supposed to look like. Seek that out. Seek out Jesus. Uh, that is a treasure. Uh, being sound in the faith, you men, and grave and temperate and sober, that's a treasure. Amen. That can't be taken away from you. Right. And, and you notice that, that although, yes, sometimes uh, people are fabled for their strength. Uh, like, I know my, my grandfather was a very, very strong man, but that's not what we talk about now, now, now that he's gone. Uh, we talk about how, what an uh, upstanding moral man he was. Yeah. Uh, that is something that can't be taken away from you. Now I want to I want to talk um, just just a little bit more to close uh, about pressing into the kingdom, what that looks like. Uh, turn me over to Matthew uh, chapter thirteen, and this is this is probably uh, one of the most famous uh, verses on this. Matthew thirteen and uh, verse forty four. Matthew thirteen and forty four says, "Again, the kingdom of heaven is likened to treasure hid in a field, the which when a man hath found, he hideth." And for joy thereof goeth and selleth all that he hath and buyeth that field. This is something that this, this man has to take great pains to acquire. 
It says that, that he finds that treasure. He sees it. And I remember when I was, when I was coming here, when, when Meredith and I were dating and I was sort of courting the church and I'd, I'd been coming here for way longer than it took to convince me uh, that this is where I needed to be. Uh, and I kept just, just toying with the idea of joining. You know, that's not, This is not what he's talking about here. I Amen. saw that treasure here. Yeah. I saw it. And every Sunday when I when I gathered here with y'all, mm. I saw that treasure. Mm-hmm. And every time we fellowshiped, I saw it and I felt it. But you know what? There, sometimes it takes a great step uh, to 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 press into that. Yeah. Right. Because when you when you look at a house, especially on these cold days, and you see that warmth inside, that's great. It's a great to experience it from the outside. But you're not going to really get to taste of the joys of the kingdom of God unless you press in through that door. Amen. Right. And you feel what it's like to be in there. That's right. So that's what he says here. He, doesn't, he didn't say that the kingdom of heaven is likened to a treasure hidden in a field that this man just inherited. Mm-hmm. He had to sell everything he Amen. had to buy this. That's right. That's right. And there, there's always going to be obstacles in your way. Uh, some... For some people, your, your, your families are members of another church. You've been yeah. going to that church your whole life. Yeah. And, and you don't want to betray them or something. When it comes down to the kingdom of God and you find that treasure, you, you do whatever it takes Amen. to get there. Right. I mean, obviously, uh, you don't need to you know, spite your family on purpose or anything. Right. But, but seek out this treasure in, in a godly way. Uh, and here, this man sold everything he had. And in verse 45... It says again, the kingdom of heaven is likened to a merchant man selling goodly pearls, who when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. Yeah. Now, now I'm of two opinions on this, this passage. Uh, and I know it's not good to be a double-minded man, but I have two opinions on this passage. One uh, is that this is, this is referring to a child of God who knows what he's looking for. Uh, obviously, this, this uh, merchant of pearls... This merchant man, he is he is well versed in his pearls right. because he's looking for that that one pearl that's going to change everything. Yeah. He's looking for that one pearl that's going to have him set for life, and he's never going to work again. No, I'm just kidding. He's looking for that one pearl, uh, and he knows what it's going to look like. Yeah. He's maybe he's studied up on it. Yeah. Uh, this this may be the child of God who knows what they're looking for in that treasure. Yeah. And they go and they seek it out. And when they find that place, when, when I found Zion, for instance, they sell out. Right. And they, and they buy that. Maybe. They press in. Yeah. Now the second opinion, which I favor more than that, is that this is, this is talking about God Himself. Uh, which is that, obviously, He is, he is well-versed. Uh, he knows what He's looking for in His children. Mm-hmm. And when He found them, He sold out. To buy them, and and honestly, I think both are true. That's right. I, I think that both are true. Right. Uh, but applying it in such a way, yeah. Uh, press into the kingdom. When you find it, you take, you buy it. Yeah. You sell all that you have, and you buy it. Now, uh, turns me over to Mark, Mark chapter two, and we're just going to catch a few more verses, and we'll close. Mark yeah. chapter two, verse <coughs> verse one. Now, I mentioned before uh, that pressing into the kingdom ultimately. Uh, it is seeking out Jesus. Now, pressing into the kingdom, obviously, it's it's 
you know, part of it is joining the church, uh, but that that doesn't it doesn't that's a one time. It doesn't end there. Uh, pressing in the kingdom is is praying. It's it's studying the word. It's seeking out fellowship. Uh, it's serving people. It's it's giving of yourself daily. It's, we we don't just we don't just get uh, one time a month. We have to give of ourselves. We have to give of ourselves daily, and that's that's something that convicts me. Uh, but ultimately, all of those things are summed up in in one statement: pursue Jesus, Amen. seek Him out. Uh, that's what pressing into the kingdom really is. Uh, Mark two. Uh, in verse 1, and again he entered into Capernaum and, uh, after some days, and it was noise that he was in the house, and straightway many were gathered together, insomuch that there was no room to receive them, no, not so much as about the door, and he preached the word unto them. How glorious would it have been to have been there with Jesus himself preaching the word. And they, and they come unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of four. So four men were carrying this man. And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken it, uh, broken it up, and let him down uh, the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay, and Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. And he goes on and he, he heals this man. But the point is, there was obstacles here for this person to get there. Uh, and, and it's a... This is a good story about uh, friendship. Obviously, he had four good friends devoted to him that were willing to do whatever it took. Uh, but also, this is a story of pressing into the kingdom despite whatever may be in your way. Right. Uh, here, uh, they, couldn't, they couldn't get in, so they just, they just said, okay, uh, next option, we tear the roof off and get them in. <laughs> uh, now, we don't, we don't often go nuclear like that in our responses. Uh, but listen, if that's what it takes... Yeah, uh, that's right. If if you've got a if you've got a job that that you work on Sundays, uh, and you can't be here with the children of God when they meet, you are missing out on a blessing. Amen. And it may just take ripping the roof off of that Amen. place. Amen. It may take that. Amen. It may take leaving that. Uh, and I, I appreciate uh, many of you who've had opportunities at jobs that were that seemed perfect, mm-hmm. but yet they they met on they had you had to work on Sunday. And, and so you, you abandoned that hope uh, of that job. And I appreciate that. But that's, what, that's what pressing into the kingdom looks like. Uh, and so they broke it. They didn't just have to slide a, a piece of the, the ceiling off. It said they had to, to break it up. Yeah. They had to break the ceiling up. Uh, Matthew 14 uh, is another, another of my favorites. Matthew 14 and, and verse uh, 34. And when they were gone over, they came into the land of Gennesaret, and when the men of that place had knowledge of him, they sent out into all that country round about and brought unto him uh, all that were diseased and besought him that they might only touch the hem of his garment. And as many as touched were made perfectly whole. This is what pressing into the kingdom looks like. Yeah. It, it, you, you, you know that Jesus is there. Yeah. Uh, we have felt him. Like I said, we've seen him through the lattice. Uh, we've seen him here. Yeah. Uh, and these people... They said, I know if I can only just touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. And so they did whatever it took. It says they, they besought him. Yeah. They sought him out. And they were healed. Uh, there, there are consequences for seeking, uh, for seeking Christ, for pressing into the kingdom. They were healed uh, of their ailments. 
Uh, and the last last passage I'll take a look at is a Song of Solomon, uh, chapter three, and, and we'll look at verse one. Now this is uh, this is from the perspective here uh, of the bride, uh, which would be us, uh, and, and our relationship with with Christ. Uh, it says, "By night on my bed I sought Him, whom my soul loveth. I sought Him, but I found Him not. I will rise now and go about the city and the streets, and in the broadways I will seek Him." whom my soul loveth. I sought him, but I found him not. The watchmen that go about the city found me, to whom I said, Saw ye him whom my soul loveth? It was but a little that I passed from them, but I found him whom my soul loveth. I held him and would not let him go, until I had brought him into my mother's house and into the chambers of her that conceived me. This is this is the story uh, that that we are are going through, uh, that yeah. we are seeking out Jesus, and there are there are times when, as I mentioned before, that I'm going through a, a desert, a spiritual desert, and and don't be, uh, don't be overly discouraged when you go through that, uh, because you're not you're not uh, being <coughs> overtaken by something that is not uncommon. Uh, this is is very common to experience uh, spiritual deserts and. <coughs> Uh, where you just can't feel the Lord and you don't feel like your prayers are going past the ceiling. This is what uh, no doubt she's experiencing here. Uh, she says, I can't find the one that my soul loves. And, and so many times, and this has convicted me even, even just now when I was sitting there uh, before services started, that, that uh, when, I, I, when I was studying pressing into the kingdom, uh, most of the time, I wasn't really even thinking about seeking out Jesus. Mm-hmm. I, I was thinking about, you know, seeking out fellowship with one another, and, and a lot of times we get we get focused on just here, and that's great. And it's it's great to to love one another, to seek out opportunities to be with one another, uh, but all of it has a has a purpose uh, in in that we ought to be seeking Christ, and he he tells us he tells us to love one another, and that's why we ought to do that. That's why we fellowship. Amen. Uh, and that's why we ought to have uh, friends here, love one another, yeah. uh, serve one another. But so many times I forget. Uh, sometimes I get, I say, okay, well, pressing in the kingdom means I have to study the word, and so I just dryly study the word. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now there's sometimes, you know, sometimes if you're not feeling it, you just have to. Yeah. Sometimes you have to just commit <laughs> thy works unto the Lord, and your thoughts will be reestablished later. Yeah. Uh, but but so many times I just say, oh well, I'm gonna I'm just gonna go through my my daily prayer routine. I'm gonna study the word and sort of check those boxes off, and that's pressing into the kingdom. Well, that's not it, and and I'm so uh, convicted uh, that that's that's not what pressing into the kingdom is. Pressing into the kingdom is more. That's a part of it. Uh, but pressing into the kingdom is seeking out Jesus. What I, what I ought to have done when I when I was in that state. Just like this, this bride here, or she she couldn't find him. I ought to have gone and sought him out until I found him. Amen. I ought to have have gone and walked the streets, uh, and and figuratively, we don't we don't need to literally just roam around aimlessly. Then they'll really call us a cult. You know? <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm looking for I'm looking for Jesus. Where is Jesus? We ought to we ought to seek him out in our hearts Amen. till we find him. Amen. And you see the the beautiful, uh, the beautiful uh, verse four, where she does find him, and she lays hold. Yeah. And this is what we ought to do. 
uh, as I mentioned before, when I hit that that spiritual high mountain top experience, I ought to hold on to that. Amen. But so many times I say, I just I feel good about myself now. I, I'm I'm you know I'm really a godly person and I've communed with the Lord, and so now I, I can just sort of move on from that. Uh, I ought to lay hold of Him and not let Him go. Amen. Right. Ought to ought to seek to be there with Him as long as I possibly can. There, there are times when, when I have a Bible study that I feel like is really blessed, and then I just move on from it. I just, I just get done, wrap it up, close the Bible, move on to something else that's not edifying. Whereas I could sit there and, and mind that out while the Lord is with me, while I feel His presence, I ought to hold on to Him and, and be there as long as I possibly can. That's what pressing into the kingdom is. Right. Pressing into the kingdom is, is not just a one-time act of joining the church or whatever, whatever fill in the blank. Pressing into the kingdom is daily picking up your cross, being willing to suffer, being willing to sell out, sell everything you have, and, and most importantly, just to see Jesus. Amen. Whatever it takes to see Jesus. If you have to climb a tree, yep. if, you have to, if you have to rip open the roof, Amen. Uh, Seek Jesus. That's my prayer for this church. We thank you for listening to today's message. For more information, please visit us online at zionpbc.com.